0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today members podcast on Tuesday, 23rd of May. This is general advice only, not to be confused with personal financial advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. It most certainly isn't. Right, well, down 17 on a boring Monday, up 17 on a boring Tuesday. Not a lot happening. You will see a tweet from Biden in the newsletter today that explains it all. That explains why he came back from his Asian trip without visiting Australia. Far more important to be tweeting about the debt ceiling and claiming the credit for sorting it out than rubbing shoulders with a few Australians. I think his re-election chances are better on Twitter than in the Outback. So he has tweeted today, I just concluded a productive meeting with Speaker McCarthy about the need to prevent default and avoid a catastrophe for our economy. Build up that catastrophe, Joe. All the more credit you'll get when you avoid it. We reiterated once again that default is off the table and the only way to move forward is in good faith towards a bipartisan agreement. So still hopeful of a debt deal market going nowhere ahead of that. If there is a debt deal, you might imagine the markets will show some relief, but the US markets are not really struggling too badly anyway at the moment, certainly not the big tech end of the market. NASDAQ outperforming gain overnight, but it is just an excuse for the market to do nothing at the moment. We are also at the end of the US results season. We have finished the bank results season in Australia. Nothing much to look forward to on the results front until August. We do have the AGM season to contend with, and there are quite a few AGMs this week. If you have a look at our diary, nothing too major. Brain chip down 15% on its AGM statement, which is actually looks quite good today, but there you go. Share price falling over. A sentiment-driven stock. No fundamentals there. The banks are dead in the water this morning. There has been a bit of a fuss made over the fact that the NAB have raised rates by 0.1 of a percent instead of 0.25 of a percent and they have, like the CBA, they've backed off mortgage cashback offers and the suggestion is that the banks are deciding to step back from the competition. This is something the Bank of Queensland did with its results last month and the share price has gone down ever since. They've been writing mortgages below their cost of capital and they seem to be calling the ball on doing that. I don't don't think irrational banks offering mortgages below their cost of capital is a good thing. So the end of that should be a better thing. But the share prices today are doing absolutely nothing. In fact, the banks are down when the rest of the market's up. Macquarie's investment loan variable rate is now over 9%, 9.03% before discounts. That has tripled in two years. You'll notice in our technical scans as well that the NAB and Westpac are both oversold and both have had short short-term buy signals on the charts. Not sure you'd be rushing to buy those to make money, but if you're collecting banks for income, you're certainly at the bottom end of the trading range rather than the top. Also, the regional banking crisis in the US seems to be settling again overnight. The KBW Regional Banking Index up 1.45% and PacWest, which was the bank closest to going bust, up 19.54% overnight. We're playing in the field of small numbers with those bank share prices, 19% 19% sounds like a lot, but not compared to where it's come from. Anyway, some mild bottoming of the banking crisis. It seems to be more of a negative being slowly removed rather than a positive catalyst for things like our banks or Macquarie. On that front, our one-stock portfolios are both still in cash, Macquarie and BHP. Have a look at the charts in my section today. The No Ideas portfolio, I'm afraid, still empty, waiting for the tide to rise. Both the charts of Macquarie and BHP are remarkably similar at the moment in bigger downtrends but bottoming recently and potentially breaking the downtrend sometime soon. But it's not doing it with any momentum. Meanwhile, our strategy portfolio is enjoying the ride. We are now up 11.1% on our FANG ETF, 14.5% on our NASDAQ ETF. Happy with those. At some point, that big tech rally is certainly going to turn over, if only temporarily. And at that point, you'll notice SNAS, which is the short. NASDAQ ETF, which is on its 52-week low, will become a fabulous trade, but it's not today. Now, of most excitement today, we are launching the Marcus Today Stock Take. I hope that's the right brand. It's going kind to of brand. I've called it the Stock Take. Have a look in my section at the first one. This one is Commonwealth Bank. It is a collection of numbers, but it includes a paragraph and a one-liner. So, for instance, the CBA is a long-term quality income stock, and that and I've written a paragraph on what sort of stock it is and who should be interested in it and then there are a whole bunch of numbers a bit like a stock box but more interesting stock box getting a bit old now been around for 10 years I think I can't automate these Marcus takes or stock takes rather because the commentary we would have to keep up to date 500 comments and one-liners and we simply can't do that so we'll just use it as a format for presenting stocks in the newsletter you'll see there are a few things in there which are interesting there are a few reference points. So we've got in there a average broker target price, an intrinsic value number, the year high, the year low, and how far the share price is from all of those reference points. We also have how many broker buy and holds and sells and strong sales, etc. are there. We also have the total return. It's very important when picking a stock to know whether you're dealing with a bottom left to top right stock. So I've put in a total return over a year, which is sort of interesting, but over over five years, it's more interesting. So the CBA's total return over five years is 76%. The All Ordinary's total return is in in the table as well, 46%. So this is a stock that's outperformed the market over five years. And that's an important piece of information. You want bottom left to top right stocks generally. Also in there are patented volatility measure. This is the ATR, daily ATR as a percentage of the share price and the weekly ATR as a percentage of a share price. Now, the lowest volatility stocks have moved about 1% to 2% a day. So the daily volatility should be 1% to 2% for a a safe, low-risk, low-volatile stock. And the weekly ATR as percentage of the share price on CBA is 3.2%. A low volatility stock over a week will be moving 2 to 4%. And I've also included my patented volatility rank, which tells you how the stock sits in the all ordinaries on volatility relative to all the others. So the rank is for the CBA is 39. That means it's the 39th least volatile or safest. Safest is a dangerous word. It is the thirty-ninth. Least volatile stock in the 500 All Ordinaries stock. So that tells you it's a fairly safe stock relative to the rest of the market. 500 would be the most volatile stock in the All Ordinaries index. So the volatility rank, hopefully you'll get used to this and you'll be able to see what sort of stock you're dealing with and how volatile it is. And you should know that. It's always disturbed me that people will talk about Afterpay or BHP in the same breath as they talk about the CBA or Telstra when they dealing with really quite different animals as regards risk and volatility. So this table will tell you what you're dealing with. I have also included some ratings. Have a look at those. They come from a third party. I am in discussion with them at the moment on allowing me to use those. Hopefully they'll be happy with that. Bit of cross promotion. We'll see. Anyway, you'll see them in there today. If I get permission, they'll be in every time. If not, I will resort to another provider. See how we go. Anyway, there you go. The market Today's stock take. Have a look at my section, and you'll be seeing more of these in the newsletter from now on. Henry's take today. Should I stay or should I go now? Is his theme of the day. 29 medals has got a strategic update down 1.9%. Elders X dividend down 3.6%. Qantas has results today and have told us they're gonna make a billion dollars more than they did last year, making $2.48 billion is their guidance. And they'll be back to 93% of their pre-COVID capacity by December this year. They, of course, have, have, have their new CEO joining them in November, Vanessa Hudson. Fuel prices coming down nicely for the margins going out. All looks good, but nobody impressed. They had a bit of an update last week, down a couple of percent this morning. There's a bit of news on 4DX Henry's written about. Stock of the day is EBR Systems, and he's started a portfolio review, looking at a few of his stocks with a view to deciding whether to continue to hold them or not. Henry is on the call today on Osbiz. He's going to be sitting down with his friend Andrew Wheeland for an on the couch this week and he's also going to be putting another ask the analysts together in a week's time on friday 2nd of june register for that i'm doing the technical signals at the moment nab and westpac oversold with buy signals treasury wine estates also oversold three lithium stocks have sell signals lion town which is being bid for so it shouldn't really worry anyone Ionia and cxo and Webit nano wbt they should rename the stock whiplash have a look at that chart all right that's about that waiting for god waiting for the debt deal as i leave you our market was up 25 at best it's up 13 at the moment best performers it healthcare resources worst performers staples and gold banks flat uranium stocks up that's about that for today enjoy the marcus take always trying to improve things for our members you have a fabulous day and we'll be back tomorrow